Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and join our crystal movement. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, we're actually combining two of my very favorite topics, crystals and tarot and oracle cards. So I'll be talking about the 10 best crystals to have with you for any tarot and oracle card reading. But before we get started, I'd like to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com slash ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. So today's question comes from LG and LG asks, how do you start a rock shop? I'm interested in starting a rock and metaphysical shop, but I don't know how. LG, this is a great question. So many of you know me, of course, from the podcast and also as the founder and educational director of the Love and Light School, but what you may not realize is that I actually also own a bricks and mortar metaphysical shop. It's called Mimosa Books and Gifts, and it's located in Madison, Wisconsin. If you want to check it out, you can visit mimosaspirit.com. And this is definitely something that I think when you really love crystals, it's kind of a natural question. If you have that entrepreneurial spirit, if you're maybe interested in owning or running your own business, it can definitely be really enticing to start a crystal-related business. And I would say if you are really good at being a self-starter and taking initiative and you're a really motivated person, then running your own business can be one of the most rewarding and fulfilling things that you can do. So the cool thing about the modern age that we live in is there's not one specific path to having a successful business anymore. For example, there are many different models that you could undertake in order to create your own metaphysical shop. Maybe you want it to be the traditional kind of bricks and mortar physical business. This can definitely be a little bit harder. It requires a lot of startup costs because you have the cost of the space that you usually rent but sometimes rarely own. You have the cost of all of the displays and merchandising there. You have your product or inventory costs plus any payroll taxes, employee salaries, insurance, All these things that really add up and lots of tech equipment, things like that, that you might need to run your store smoothly. So what I would say is that can be kind of a barrier to entry for many people. What's often sometimes a little bit easier is to buy an existing business. That's actually what I did. Mimosa's been around actually for longer than I've been alive. And when one of the owners was looking to retire, I became her business partner for a few years, which worked out great because she taught me everything that she knew about running the store. And I brought in my own kind of knowledge and drive and passion to learn more about business and marketing and making the store more successful. So I'll say, even though I bought that existing business, it's definitely gone through an evolution of its own. And so that's one way to do it. If you do purchase a business, 
it can be great because a lot of those kind of physical and material assets are already included. There's usually already some great systems and procedures in place. But I will say about this is that you also then inherit the problems that that business may have, and it'll be up to you to work to change them. On the other hand, if you're starting from scratch, it can be sometimes difficult to secure a business loan or come up with the financing and funding and capital that you really need to make your business a success. Many businesses fail because they start when they're underfunded. So how do you really get around this if you want to be successful? Well, I suggest really growing slow. Start by selling crystals online. Start by doing this on Instagram or on your own website or Etsy shop, maybe even on Facebook. This is something that we do for my shop. We have live crystal auctions on Facebook Live all the time. And if you want to see what that's all about, come check out our crystal Facebook group. It's the Crystal Lovers Community Group on Facebook. It's open for anyone to join. And we do fun little events in there a couple times a year. We have live crystal sales, which are just like live online auctions for crystals. It's really a lot of fun. So this is a great way for you to get started without many overhead costs. And even though I still have a physical store, a bricks and mortar store, I love incorporating this online element as well. And if you start there, it really gives you a chance to grow your business and your reputation online before you have any physical overhead costs of rent and insurance and all those things that go along with having a physical location for your business. So that's a really good place to start. Test out your business idea. See how much you really like kind of being the one that's in charge and making the decisions and handling all the little day-to-day things. And if that feels like a really good fit, then you can go on to pursue growing into a physical store location. And there are many, many, many more steps to starting a business, but that would be my main suggestion for how to get started. And if you really want to learn even more about this, we have a great blog over on the website and it's all about balancing your business chakras. We also have a post on how to start a healing arts business the right way. Definitely check those out. And we also have a spiritual business bootcamp program. You might not know this, but in addition to my crystal healing certification program, I do offer small business training and education for people in the wellness and healing arts industries. So if you want to have a shop or you want to offer crystal services or Reiki or massage, anything that kind of falls under that umbrella of the things that our tribe is into, I teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step in my spiritual business bootcamp. So that might be something that you're interested in as well. You can learn more about that over on the website at loveandlightschool.com and just click on the programs tab at the top of the page. So thank you, LG, so much for your question. I hope that helps give you a great start. And I wish you tons and tons of success on your crystal business journey. And now a quick reminder, if you do have your own question that you'd like me to answer about crystals, spirituality, or heart-centered business, feel free to submit your question at loveandlightschool.com slash ask. And now it's time to dive into our main topic for today, the 10 best crystals for tarot and oracle card readings. 
So I personally love working with Oracle cards because they're one of the quickest ways that you can tap into your intuition and anyone can work with cards in this way. I know some people are a little bit like nervous about them because they've had a bad experience or they've heard weird things and cards kind of freak them out. Other people want to dive right in, but they feel like they can't quite trust their intuition or they're unsure of the messages that they're pulling through. But I love working with cards because I think that they do help you tap into your intuition in a way that gives you kind of some concrete, solid advice. So cards really help kind of paint a picture of a situation or a decision or something that's going on in your life or in the life of the person that you're reading for. And so if you need a message to help get you headed in the right direction, your cards can be great tools to work with. But if you're feeling like you want a little bit of a boost, when it comes to your oracle card readings, there are 10 crystals that I highly recommend working with for this purpose. So the first is angelite, and angelite helps invite in your spirit guides, your ascended masters, totem animals, angels and archangels, deities that you work with to support you during your reading, whether you're reading for someone else or you're reading for yourself or if you're being read for. So this is a crystal that just calls in all those spiritual guides and positive presences to help be a support during the reading and help the information come through in a way that you can really understand. I find this is also a great crystal for people to have around if they feel a little uncomfortable with cards and they're kind of easing into it as a method of divination. The next crystal that I love working with is amethyst because it's a natural stimulator of the intuition. It opens up the third eye chakra and it really helps with deciphering messages that are coming through. And the cool thing about this is that this isn't just true for oracle card readings. This is really any kind of divination method or intuitive work that you're doing. It's also a great crystal to help with dream interpretation in this way. So if you do a meditation or some divination work or you have dreams and you're writing down anything about symbolism that you experienced that came through or you're just sitting back and kind of reflecting and thinking about what came up for you, amethyst really helps you tap into your intuitive ability to interpret what that symbolism may mean for you. Next up is black tourmaline. This is a great one to use for any kind of readings again because it helps keep you safe and protected from outside energies while your psychic energy is at its peak. And I have a very dear friend who teaches classes about developing your psychic skills and she told me once, and this makes so much sense, that when we really open up to our intuition, it's like universal energy is just flowing through us, right? It's like we flip on a switch and we invite all this amazing energy from the universe, these messages and pieces of wisdom and knowledge to kind of flow into our minds so that we can understand what's happening. And she said, what happens is that's almost like this brilliant light that then kind of everything is attracted to like a moth to a flame. And in order to set some good energetic boundaries and stay protected and safe while we're in that really high level intuitive space, black tourmaline helps keep us shielded and protected. So just having this in your space or on your person or uh, popping a piece in your pocket or holding a crystal of black tourmaline in your hands while you're doing this kind of work can really help keep you protected. 
Another great way to work with this crystal's energy during a reading is to actually make a quick vibrational spray. So you can create a gem water using black tourmaline and maybe one of your favorite essential oils, just a few drops of essential oil in several ounces of water and do a quick spritz or mist around yourself, around your space to kind of bring that black tourmaline energy into the entire space itself and really fill you up with those protective vibes. Next up is selenite. So selenite helps to keep your space clear and free from any psychic debris during your reading. So why would this be important? Well, first of all, we always want to stay cleansed and clear of any kind of outside energies that are going on because we don't want those to kind of glom on and stick in our aura where they can cause problems down the road. So regular cleansing is a pretty important thing. But in addition to that, when there's lots of extraneous outside energies and influences kind of hanging out in our space or in our environment, it can be really hard to connect with the energy that's coming through from the reading because we can't necessarily distinguish what's coming through from the universe for this specific reading and what energies are just kind of hanging out in the space. So if we want that message to come through really loud and clear and we wanna make sure that we're just getting the most important information that pertains to the reading itself, selenite helps clear the space and keep it free from any of that outside energy so that we can make a stronger connection with our cards. Then there's clear quartz. I love, love, love clear quartz. It's often known as the master crystal because of its ability to amplify energy. And in this case, Quartz can amplify your intention of receiving guidance from your cards. So if you really want things to come through crystal clear, pardon the pun, you can work with clear quartz. And again, just having that in your space, holding a piece before you draw your cards can be really helpful, or just holding a piece in your hands for just a couple seconds before you actually pull each card and interpret it can be a great way to work with this stone. Then there's rainbow fluorite. So rainbow fluorite is one of my go-tos for mental clarity. So if you're finding that you're working with a really involved or in-depth question that's really multifaceted and there's lots going on, rainbow fluorite helps you stay clear and focused on what you're doing and helps keep your mind from wandering or getting distracted or pulling in pieces of information that aren't necessarily relevant to your question at hand. So I really, really like this crystal for helping you just get super laser focused. Now, another important aspect of doing readings is to remain compassionate and heart-centered. And the perfect crystal for this is rose quartz because it helps you open your heart so that you can really relate to the person that you're reading for or open your heart so that you can really tune into your own energy and emotion while setting good, healthy boundaries and keeping your energy protected. So it's helping you kind of stay heart-centered. It's this really positive reminder to be present and centered and focused on what's going on and have some empathy during the reading without getting too sucked in. And another crystal that's really helpful for this kind of boundary setting is smoky quartz. Smoky quartz helps keep you really grounded while you're tapping into this higher vibe intuitive realm. And it also acts like a shield around your energy body. So similar to black tourmaline, it's really helpful for protection, but it does this by keeping you grounded, by keeping you rooted in and connected to the earth. 
Now, one of my absolute favorites and one that I pretty much always have around anytime I'm doing readings is Labradorite. Labradorite stimulates and activates your third eye and also awakens your intuitive gifts. So if you're one of those people listening right now that that is thinking like, Ashley, this is all well and good, but I just don't have the gift. Whenever I try and do any kind of divination, whether it's working with my pendulum or drawing cards, I just get really mixed messages. I can't really trust what I'm getting. I'm unsure of myself. Labradorite helps so, so much with this because it allows you to start trusting your own inner wisdom and inner guidance. And finally, last but not least, is citrine. Citrine helps boost and enhance your self-confidence as a card reader and promotes successful outcomes. So again, whether you're reading for yourself or you're reading for others, if you don't really trust the information that's coming through from your intuition, it can be so hard to make sure that your messages are coming through clearly. So by working with a piece of citrine, particularly wearing it on a long chain over your solar plexus chakra or holding it over the solar plexus chakra can enhance your self-confidence like in an unbelievable way. I find citrine just has that bright, vibrant energy that gives you such a boost and it really helps you feel more aligned with the information that's coming through and so much more confident in what it is that you are experiencing and sensing from your cards. Now that is it for our main topic today, our top 10 crystals for tarot and oracle card readings. But before we go, we have our trending this week segment. This is a new segment that just started last week, but it was a ton of fun, and you guys gave me some really great feedback on it, so we're going to keep it up every week with our Trending This Week segment. So for this week's Trending This Week, I thought we would stay on theme with tarot and oracle cards, and I would introduce a deck that I've started working with recently, and I am absolutely in love with it. So this is the Magic and Mediums Oracle. It's created by Aniel Reed and illustrated by Ash Colored. And this is an amazing, amazing deck. You can grab your own at magicandmediums.com. Now, they don't even know that I'm like promoting this deck. This is not you know, any kind of advertisement or anything like that. This is literally just something that I'm really enjoying and wanted to share with all of you. So that's magic with a K, M-A-G-I-C-K, and mediums.com. And the description of this deck says, be introduced to the magic within and the magic just beyond the veil. With fantastical art, this 44-card deck and guidebook serves as a spiritual tool for insight and access to real magic. As each card details occult knowledge and step-by-step instruction to bring more of the sacred into your life, use of this deck will empower you to find your magic and confidently use it. With diverse characters and beings from various spiritual paths, this is a balanced deck accessible to anyone wanting to receive clarity and messages from the spirit world. The Magic and Mediums Oracle is your path to real magic. And I love this deck because the artwork is so beautiful, but the colors are really subtle and muted. And the cards have themes like higher self, abundance, influence, attraction, sacred heart, kitchen magic, protection, portal, 
mysticism, respect, sacrifice, and I could go on and on. I think my favorite card in the deck is probably the journey card um, in terms of the artwork and kind of the really special meaning. But I just love, love, love these oracle cards because there's so much going on in each image that even if you never look at the guidebook, which is in and of itself a super valuable resource if you are interested in what the author and creator has to say about each card and the meaning of each card, even if you never look at that, there is so much that you can kind of determine and interpret and decipher from the artwork on these cards. And the really cool thing about the guidebook, if you do decide to use it, is that it gives a meaning for each card as well as a meaning if the card is in the reverse position. It also gives some keywords for each card and then it gives kind of like one action, one special thing that you can do to really connect with the energy of that card in a deeper way in your own life and really, like the description says, kind of create your own magic. So this is a pretty cool tool. If you've never heard of this deck, I think it's just a small independent deck. I'm pretty sure I bought it like from the Magic and Mediums website. Um, so definitely give that a look. It's a really amazing deck and one that I've just been working with a lot and really connecting with. So again, staying on that theme for this week, I thought it's something that you might all really enjoy. And I would love to know, if you feel called to do so, what some of your favorite decks are. So hit me up on Instagram, at Love and Light School, or feel free to send me an email at ashley at loveandlighthealingschool.com and let me know what decks are you working with? What do you like about them? I'd love, love, love to hear from you guys or see some photos or just see what's going on in your world when it comes to your tarot and oracle cards. So I hope that you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash listen. And while you're there, you can subscribe through that link as well so you never miss a future episode. And if you do decide to take just a minute to leave me a review, I'll give you my crystal chakra healing step-by-step -step class as a free gift. So once you post your review, go ahead and take a quick screenshot of it and send it to me at support at loveandlighthealingschool.com. My team and I will get your class set up and we'll reply back with details on how you can get started with your free crystal chakra healing class. So I did just want to take a minute. Um, I always give a shout out for a review. It's something kind of fun that um, I really enjoy. And in all honesty, today's shout out is a little bit different than usual. And I wasn't sure if I was going to touch on this or not. But I think I decided to just like be in the moment in the flow of the show and go with it. So this is the most recent review that we got on the podcast. It's my very first, as far as I know, one star review. Um, normally that doesn't happen. Um, and you know, a lot of times like when you are following someone online, you just see all the positive things and you don't really see the negatives, right? Like people kind of hold that stuff back. And and that wasn't like why I was on the fence about sharing it today. And I guess I'll 
get into that in a little bit. But this is my first first one star review. But I wanted to just kind of like be super real and authentic and say, yeah, like I'm not everybody's cup of tea, and that's okay. But I still really want to honor this person for sharing their review. So this is from C R Stickle, and they left a one star review. And it says, social justice warrior propaganda disguised as new age teachings. I've been following the Love and Light School of Crystal Healing via email for about a year. So I initially was excited to find this podcast. Unfortunately, not even halfway through the mother wound episode, there was talk of cultural appropriation, feminist stereotypes, and social conditioning due to the patriarchy. That kind of PC garbage is not what I want to listen to in an esoteric healing podcast. I never finished the episode, immediately deleted the podcast, and I'll be unsubscribing from their emails. Turns out, Love and Light Crystal Healing School is just another scam of social justice warrior propaganda masquerading as New Age teachings. So this was a hard one, Um, not because I'm like not okay with criticism, I definitely am, but when someone criticizes you for your very core beliefs, it's a little bit harder, right? A little bit harder. And in all honesty, I like take this one-star review as kind of a badge of honor in a way. I think People are using the term social justice warrior as uh, something negative, as a put down. And in all honesty, I feel even more empowered to keep using my voice to speak out about things that are important to me. Um, If you missed this particular episode that they're referring to, I'll kind of put it into a little context. Um, Like I'm a white person, right? I'm a white person. And I think it's important for white people to be conscious of racism. I think that it's important for white people to be conscious of cultural appropriation. And in that episode's Ask Me Anything segment, I was asked about the best crystals to use in a medicine wheel. And so my context of talking about cultural appropriation was kind of just explaining that I had studied with someone who was a Native American teacher who shared some teachings about the medicine wheel, and I passed on the information that I learned from them, but also kind of warned of the dangers of cultural appropriation and basically like coming to me as a white person and asking me about the medicine wheel. And I said, I, you know, obviously like did not feel qualified to really dive too much into that question because I was not an expert on the subject and basically just talked about having respect for other people's traditions and religious practices and cultural beliefs when they are not your own. And in all honesty, if this person who left this review felt that that was PC garbage, then it empowers me all the more to continue kind of sharing these kinds of views that I have because I try not to get involved in anything that is outright political. I just, there's so much of that in the world and I know that's not what you guys come to me for. Definitely have some very strong opinions on that matter, as you might imagine. Most of us do. 
But I also realized that sometimes like we're looking to rise above that and looking for a place to go where that's not always the central focus. But I feel like in this episode where cultural appropriation was discussed, where feminist stereotypes were discussed, where social conditioning due to the patriarchy was discussed, it had really nothing to do with politics and it was more a discussion between a friend and myself about our personal life experiences and our views on current social climates and things like that. And like if this person didn't like that, then they definitely could have easily skipped the episode. Um, And I'm sure that many of you have really strong views about this same stuff. But I want you guys to know just me being me. These are things that I am passionate about. These are things that are important to me. And people can't be afraid to speak their mind because they are afraid of ridicule from others. So thank you for the one-star review. Um, It was surprising and empowering, and I really take it to heart. And if anything, that has kind of fueled my personal mission (laughs) to speak up even more uh, when I do see injustice in the world taking place. Um, So to all of you who enjoy the point of view that I present and who share that point of view, I honor you. To all of you who don't, I honor you as well. I think it's the variety of viewpoints and beliefs and differences in opinion that make our world a beautiful place that continue to challenge us to think critically about the world that we live in and our role in it. And I just want to encourage all of you to kind of let that be your takeaway for the day. Um, Let that be your takeaway for the day, that each time your beliefs and your ideals are challenged by someone in this world, that you see it as an opportunity to think deeper, to care more, and to live more passionately. So that is it. (laughs) That's all I have to say about reviews for today. And that does take us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com.